0: Okay, no offense to anyone, but, um, this is just not for me.
1: Oh, I thought the same thing. Just give
0: it a chance. i Look, I'm really glad you're alive. And, uh... Lottie,
2: that you're back from Switzerland. Switzerland? That was... It was, like, over a decade ago. Wow, really? I'm... I'm Good for you, because... But I am
1: just gonna... I'll take renewal. Shana? What is calling out to you um yeah all my rational instincts are just kind of uh, screaming but of these it's just um i self-care i'll take okay. forage
2: all right i'll take forage misty that leaves you with my it's my favorite therapy it's guidance hello And welcome to Wait, What Just Happened, a Yellow Jackets podcast. I'm Sam, and I will savor every moment of your high-calorie butt meat.
1: I'm Allie, and what does self-suppression serve us?
0: And I'm Abby, and I hate this fucking thing. Imagine I was holding a phone.
2: Me too. All right. (laughs) Uh, This week, we are discussing Season 2, Episode 7 of Yellow Jackets, titled Burial. This is the Showtime provided summary. Sometimes the best therapy is cranking the hits to 11. So today we're exploring the hardcore kid care revival movement. 11 o'clock theatrical birdcore numbers, some late hits of the renovation wave era. Call us about a spinoff, flower duets, and a classic live record. Out in the wilderness, Coach Scott does a great Carl Havoc impression for an unimpressed Misty. This episode was directed by Anya Adams and written by Rich Monahan and Liz Fang. So we're going to talk about each character in the past and the present, and we're also going to talk about the group together as a whole and how their dynamics are shifting and changing in this episode. And at the end, Abby is going to be using her therapy skills to talk
0: about... I'm going to talk about um, each of the treatments that the characters chose from the menu of treatments and how um, it impacts them in this episode and maybe a little bit more, but I'm going to save it. It's a mystery for the end.
2: Woo. Okay. Um, so one thing that I thought was interesting that we found out is that it's only been about a week since Natalie got kidnapped. So all of the stuff that's been going on in the adult timeline, all the stuff with the police, with Shauna and her family, uh, the Misty meeting Walter, hanging out with Walter, playing a fake FBI agent with Randy and then getting to the cult. Van and Thaisa reuniting and then getting to the cult and then Shauna getting to the cult. All of this has happened within the span of a week.
1: Yes. I thought that was very interesting. And I thought the same thing with the time period of when they finally get out of the snowstorm. I thought the same thing of like, oh, wow, it's really only been a short period of time when it felt like a long time. And they were like, which snowstorm when you mean with the Shauna giving birth? Yeah, well, just, like, the opening scene, and then when he's, like, oh, like, you know, I guess Chris, later we learn, like, he's, like, Coach Ben says, if Crystal, you know, or if Javi survived for two months, Crystal probably could have survived a few days. So, it kind of gives us, like, a time period of how many days it's been since, like, the storm really started, and it's been snowing nonstop, and so how much snow is on the ground, and how long they've all been in there with Shauna giving birth, you know?
2: That felt like one day to me in the in the uh, the nineteen ninety six timeline. Oh, really? Yeah, it feels like the timeline. I don't
0: know. Are, I tell. It seems like the the present timeline is moving slower than the past timeline to me. I don't know if that's just me.
2: Yeah, it seems like the past is moving at the pace it should be moving at, but the present just seems like it's in slow motion. So the episode opens with something in the way by Nirvana playing. They're still snowed in from the blizzard. Everyone is dejected and coping with the trauma of Shauna's birth and losing the baby. Shauna is laying down, still curled up with her baby, and Ty is by her side, doing her best to offer whatever comfort she can. You know, she tries to give her water, but Shauna just turns away. And then Lottie notices that it stopped snowing, and so they dig their way out of the cabin. Ty tries to rouse her, and Shauna's still just kind of ignoring her and... Once everybody goes outside, Shauna goes off on her own and buries the baby under some rocks. What is it called, Allie? It's a Karen? I'm sorry. For what? When you stack rocks. Oh, I don't know what that's really
1: called. It's like a... Well, it's called something. Um, No, it is called something. I forget, though. I'm not not good with names. You know, I'm terrible at that shit. But... uh, (laughs)
2: So then, so then Shauna goes off on her own and buries the baby under some rocks. And I found this scene really devastating. You know, it's her second burial of a loved one since they've been out there. First was Jackie and now her baby. And as she's stacking the rocks on top of the baby, she says, it's you and me against the world. And then we cut to a slow down version of the intro. And it is painful. (laughs)
1: yeah yeah that was i have a little bit of notes on just that whole the feeling of all that i really liked the intro with nirvana that's actually one of my favorite nirvana songs i'm not a huge nirvana fan but that's one of my favorite nirvana songs for sure it's just dark and heavy and they used it like very well um but it was just it was so oh it was so much but then also like that feeling of when they opened that door finally, and the snow stopped, and they opened the door, and, like, I, f- I forget who it was, but, like, they took that first breath of, like, crisp yeah. cold air. She's like, oh, you could, like, feel that scene. Like, you could, you know, of how that would woo, mm-hmm. be so refreshing. And how much
2: tension is just left in the room with, yeah. you know, Shauna holding her dead baby and they can't go
1: anywhere. Um, I thought – I was I just want to mention, I thought that it was pretty quick and wrapped up nicely how they did that, like, because really – we weren't sure how long she was going to hold this baby around. We saw what she did with Jackie when Jackie died, and then she was very fast to do the burial. You know what I mean? I thought, or it, you know, that it was done very nicely too. Like it was, I didn't feel rushed, but for Shauna, it was just done very quickly, and she just got it over with. You know, I thought that was, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Abby, what do you think about that? Yeah, I remember you talked about shauna when we dealt with jackie yeah i mean when i talked about how she
0: dealt with jackie um it was she definitely took a lot longer like Allie was saying um she needed to talk to her body for a really long time um people had to separate the two of them like she could not do it without other people and in in this um scene, she doesn't need anybody to tell her to bury the baby. she does it by herself um, she does it um almost like she's not clinging on to the baby or the
2: or her grief.
0: she's yeah. letting it go.
2: I wonder if that's also um sped up by her fear of them trying to eat the baby you know she
1: wants to get it somewhere safe. i thought that about it too how she did it very much on her own and at first i was like oh she's still trying to keep it like between herself but it's also like probably because she really doesn't want anybody to eat it like her n- nightmare showed or whatever yeah. you know what i mean like i th- but i also thought it was nice that she got to do it on her own and no one necessarily knows at this moment at least Where the baby is exactly.
2: Because we'll see later and we'll talk about it later when we get closer to the end that she still doesn't quite understand what's real. Like she still thinks that they ate the baby somewhere in her mind. Right. Um, Once we after the intro, we come back and we're in the present timeline and everyone is checking themselves into Lottie's Colts or Intentional Wellness Center. Um and yeah like we said Nat's only been there for a week. Um so with this individual therapy we have Lottie is getting them all started on their treatments. They're resistant of course and v- Natalie is like totally on board and like seems to be fully invested in this place. Um and and Van she's glad that Natalie is alive and that Lottie's back from Switzerland or whatever but she's still not not into what's going on. Thaisa says she'll take renewal all of Shauna's rational instincts are screaming, but she goes with self care. Uh, Van takes forage, and Misty is left with Lottie's favorite therapy, which is guidance. And they all happily give up their phones after Lottie gives them the number to text. Uh, and uh, what, who was it, Misty? She said Abby's favorite quote from last week. What was it again, Abby? About um, oh. our phones keep us cap our phones keep us captive to other people's desires or something priorities. Priorities. That's right. Us. And they're all yeah. like, yeah, fuck our phone. Um, that number that Lottie gives them is a real number, and you can call it and you get a creepy message from the cult, uh, from Lottie. Shauna's self care is taking care of a goat. Um, Todd, the goat man, tells her that it's about discovering the sacrifices that go along with doing so. Shauna understands that to mean that she'll have to kill it. She hears the word sacrifice and she thinks,
1: oh, okay, I have to kill the goat. Um, I thought that this was, like, technically the best therapy for Shauna eventually as we see it unfold later. But she's just really shook by the whole goat experience when she then, like, thinks she loses it and gets it back. I thought it was really cute. And then, yeah, we learn more about how she really hasn't even bonded with Callie because of her past traumas with the wilderness baby so you just feel you finally see adult Shauna like at her most vulnerable, and I kind of liked just the experience, <laughs> the experience of watching her panic. Like you really think a goat can't eat a little bit of rope, you know? Like she's just peeing <laughs> over all these little things. Um, I thought that was pretty interesting, but just well, well done. Because I don't know, I don't always enjoy Shauna. She kind of bugs me. This I was kind of like, oh, okay, I get this. Like you know, I get it. Yeah.
2: So she takes Bruce the goat and she goes off and, you know, she's really res- resentful that she has to do this. You're going to make me take care of this goat only to have to kill it. Um, the next time we see Shauna after going off with the goat, Misty actually finds her. She's sitting in the woods looking really lost in thought. And, and then, yeah, we see that the goat has chewed through the rope. Um, Misty kind of helps her look for her a little bit, but then they have a conversation about, how everybody thinks that Misty's a serial killer and Misty's kind of bothered by that. So then she goes off. Um, (laughs) And then Shauna, like you were talking about, she takes the goat, she goes back to Todd and she says um, that she's concerned because he ate the rope. And he says, the kid's care is entwined with yours. And this really strikes a chord with Shauna. It, It upsets her to hear that. And then she tells Todd, okay, fine. This is me. Caring for the goat. This is and this is a strong, tactful Shauna that I like to see, who is in command of the people around her and is you know using her skills to get what she wants. Which is which is somebody to help her take care of the goat and figure out if eating the rope was okay. Um, but he still doesn't you know help her, and she gives him murder eyes. But fortunately for Todd, Lottie walks by, and she has this really vulnerable moment with Lottie where she confesses that. You know, she couldn't ever really allow herself to love Callie or accept her as hers because she was afraid that she would die or that she never really was hers, which like, you know, the way that Shauna's mind gets all twisted up after losing Jackie and her baby, it's really sad to think that she could never fully accept that Callie is real hers and is going to stay alive. We're just really seeing the scars of that first loss, those first Losses for Shauna. I thought that was really
0: interesting. um, That she says. um, I kept her at arm's length. For fear that she would die. Because. um, Mm -hmm. Most of the time. When I talk to parents. um, Who are fearful. Of their child's. um, Physical safety. It looks very different. It looks like actually. Being over controlling. Um. And overly involved. And so. I thought it was really interesting that. Um, the thought of keeping someone at arm's length. Or fear that they would die. It just makes me sad.
2: Yeah. And I wonder if it's more. If Shauna looks at like. The people around me die. Or if she's. So she's like Callie is safer. if She's not close to me. Or is it i shauna am safer if i'm not close to callie because then i don't have to lose her when she goes
1: right
0: mm-hmm. right. i wonder even yeah, if it's like one. i
1: will
2: kill her like yeah. as in or i'm yeah, dangerous exactly yeah she's not safe for the people that she loves Uh, So Misty, as we know, she she got guidance, which is uh, getting in a sensory deprivation tank. And Misty is not down with the saltwater float. Um, She tries to escape from having to participate. uh, And I really don't blame her because I have tried those sensory deprivation tanks and they're not for me.
1: Um, I have so many questions when you're done. (laughs) Okay.
2: (laughs) Um, So then, yeah, after sneaking out and hanging with Shauna for a bit, Lisa tells her to go back and, and she gets in and we have this crazy dream se- sequence of John Cameron Mitchell. He's a musical theater <laughs> icon. He wrote and starred in H- Hedwig and the Angry Inch. And um, we have him as a singing and dancing Caligula. And then we also have a dancing Walter. The lyrics that they sing in this section are, we'll dance on the graves of any motherfucker who stands in our way. I love that. Um, We also see cartoon doodles of the black box, fentanyl and a needle, a pair of wings and the axe that she used to cut Coach's leg off. Misty is loving it. She's having a grand old time at the theater. (laughs) Um, And (laughs) and when that song and dance is done, she goes to visit Caligula in his dressing room. On the vanity, there is a newspaper article about the blizzard of 96, a queen of hearts and the wish you were here postcard that they all received in season one. She asks him if people just see a desperate for love murderer when they look at her. And she he reminds her that she gets shit done. She's not a murderer. She's a closer.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then Walter rings her on her lip phone. And the Morse code that Walter sends is I love you backwards, spelled backwards. And then Misty sends it back as I love you. And she emerges from the tank reborn and fucks things up even more by calling Walter and leaving him a creepy, very Misty-like <sighs> message while suddenly confirming that she did, in fact, participate in Adam's disappearance. Wait, aye, aye, she did? Aye. Yes, because <laughs> when she's saying that thing, you're right. I did that thing.
1: I, I enjoyed her therapy. Like, that's the one I guess I might choose. Because like I was, I'm interested to know like what are those tanks and like what's supposed to happen? What's the point of them? And like where can you find one? And everything mm-hmm. like I want to know about that. Like does everybody have visions? What's the what? What are we doing here? Um, but also I thought it was like the most interesting because we haven't got many like visions from Misty yet, so it was like a deeper. Like, you know what I mean? Like, finally going into what she might be seeing because everyone has all this dark stuff and she has this fucking musical in her her head. Um, But I was confused because I feel like it's either showing us they really are soulmates, like he's hella down, or like he's the one who turned her in and it's all bad. Like, I can't. I don't – I don't know. Because, like, the whole love thing, like, is she just reading this whole wrong like she normally does? Or is it because this is a vision? Is this, like, showing us, like, he's actually really the one, the one, you know? Like-
2: I definitely think she's reading it wrong and getting way ahead of herself. Um, I personally think that Walter is ma- related to Adam somehow. and yeah, He's is- got
1: to be. He's got to be.
2: They're also – No! He – Uh, Adam says he has an older brother when he first, when him and Shauna first meet. And so I'm wondering if Walter is his older brother and he's trying to figure out who killed his little brother.
1: Oh, I see what you're saying.
2: I do think Walter's response to what
0: Misty expressed will say a lot. Because if he really does like her, he isn't going to turn her in for saying that she did that thing and he's going to show up for her in some way. Like, if he really likes her, he would like that creepy message.
2: Yeah, I I think it'd be more interesting if Walter was a creep too, but, like, I think... uh, Sadly, I think it's not the case. Um, I also, like... Fortunately, the way Misty said it is there's nothing incriminating in that message. You know, nobody... Unless Walter recorded the whole conversation they had in the car and he has that too. But even then, like, there's not really much evidence that can be used against Misty in this situation. But it's an awfully uh, suspicious coincidence that Adam's body was found shortly after that Mm -hmm. call. So Thaisa's renewal task is to paint the whole barn yellow with a makeup brush. But all she's managed to do by the time we catch up with her is write fuck you and do some scribbling. And then Lottie and Ty have this conversation that mirrors the one that they had in the past. Lottie says that the other version of Ty doesn't want to hurt people. She just doesn't want to be suppressed. She's still a part of you and will always be a part of you. Let's talk about um, these conversations that Thaisa in the past and present day Thaisa has with Lottie about this um, other her. Because in the past she, Lottie says, oh, you know, maybe you can help us find Crystal the same way you found Javi. And Thaisa says she doesn't, um, she's not there anymore because she's sleeping. She's not sleepwalking anymore.
0: Yeah, it seems like Lottie, what she's saying to Thaisa is also her way of saying that she doesn't want to suppress her own visions
2: anymore. Yeah, she's cause Thaisa uh Lottie's telling her that um that this other version of her isn't bad necessarily because Thaisa says, I'm gonna hurt the people I love, I hurt the people I love, or she or she hurts the people she loves, and and then Lottie says Maybe she doesn't want to hurt people. She just doesn't want to be suppressed. So implying that like this other version of herself is fighting to get out.
1: Well, I mean, I think we see that too. Like of her starting to lose it with her family this season. And it wasn't really trying to. You know her her wife. She would have just killed her wife a long time ago if that's what it wanted. Yeah. But it got to the point where she was taking over, and taking over, it couldn't also be driving the car, and they got into a car. No, well, she's just you know removing I mean? obstacles.
0: Like, I think, but it's then like, she also know, think as much this as like
1: thing. she was trying to kill them. That's like we thought before. You know. Hmm.
0: Yeah, um I it does seem like Thaisa was trying to suppress it because she the reason that she might have killed her wife is because she was t- um she did all those caffeinated drinks and then so she was trying to suppress herself from sleeping and then she had this major crap, like um energy crash where she started sleeping while driving. Well, I think that's actually what happened. Like the reason the entity appeared or her other personality appeared while driving is because of the caffeine that she had put into herself. Like she wasn't letting herself sleep.
2: Yeah, so she was weaker and had less like control over herself.
0: Uh, yeah.
2: Like if maybe mm-hmm.
0: if maybe this whole time she had um accepted that she was sleepwalking or hadn't been in denial of it or repressed it maybe there would it would have actually led her into given her some kind of messages or i don't know
2: the other version of herself works with van and is in communication with van because van is open to her right so it would be interesting for Ty to embrace that other version of herself that has the lot the the knowledge that Lottie thinks she has, and then see what happens,
0: like uh, like Thaisa is just with the wrong person.
1: Yeah, both versions of her, I think, want to be a But I think I just want to say you did call it here with. Uh, Van being sick. Oh it's yes. Let's go to Van then. I'm just I have well, it on my notes of them together, and that's kind of like where we were at. But so Thaisa and Van's stories
2: from the past perfectly mirror the stories that they have here. Because in the past, Van and Ty have this conversation where um, you know, they're 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 cleaning up after after the blizzard and they're just you know like getting camp back in order getting their home back in in order and Thaisa sort of you know she gives into her grief and um van is comforting her and they're talking about the loss of the baby and the reality of what they're going through and van says something that really stands out to me here um especially, you know, what's going on with, with Ben's fantasies and with all the TV static that we keep seeing um, when we're not quite sure what's real or not. Van says, I think it's time we all woke up. And which is weird, you know, because we aren't quite sure what reality we're in and what's real and what's not real with, with, with all of these people. Um, but what really strikes a chord with Ty here is that Van is losing faith and she's questioning her purpose and and why she keeps surviving all these things that she shouldn't have survived. You know, the, the wolf attack, getting, almost getting burned alive, almost getting chopped up by the airplane and so, so much more. And, you know, it's this really sweet moment between the two of them (laughs) where they express their need for each other and how, They need each other and they love each other. But then we pair this with finding out that adult Van is dying of cancer. So, you know, she survives all of these things just to succumb to cancer. Um, So I don't know. I'm not sure if the adult timeline is going to save Van somehow with some sort of sacrifice. That seems unlikely because... Uh, Sean is going to have to head back home you know after all of
1: this (laughs) Um, well I'm thinking that there's going to be some type of sacrifice to solve all their problems like you know how they're all having like something wrong I don't know but it seems like that's what it's leading the wilderness, like, the entity is leading them to do. It's, so, like, to all get back together to, like, make some type of extreme sacrifice again so, like, Van can <laughs> not have cancer. Shauna can get out of prison somehow. <laughs> like, all, you know, Misty gets to be with love her life. Like, it's, like, setting them up in some way, but I don't, I don't really know. It's just all these routes it can take, it seems like. But, why? Why else is it? Is everyone like wanting? Why? Why does it need to get them all together? Right? Like you know, they all yeah, they're all coming to like a really big problem in their life. But why does it want them all together? Like it has to be a reason, yeah. right? Like uh, it want, and it has an to want another sacrifice. Like what does the wilderness? Well, want, things are going to take a
2: turn. There's an interview that Simone Kessel, who plays Lottie, um, does because people were commenting on how close. And friendly uh, Natalie was with Lottie here in this timeline. You know, she's like very loving with her. Um, And Simone says that things will take a turn. So my theory, which is uh, a theory that I agree with that somebody else said, um, is that Lisa is going to be the one who gets sacrificed or is going to be up for sacrifice and Natalie is going to try to save her. Um, But I also, Natalie is just so on board with what's going on. I wonder if she's just playing the long game because she still wants to take Lottie down. We find out that Van is dying because Thaisa and Van start to make out, fiercely make out like the way that the other Thai kisses Van. Um, And then... Mm -hmm. You know, Van pulls away and Thais is like Van's like, oh, you know, we can't. He's like, I know, I am gonna need time because like I, I need to, you know, like separate from Simone and, and blah blah blah. But then Van cuts her off and she's like, No, I don't have time, like that's what I'm trying to tell you. And then, you know, Ty automatically goes into problem solving mode and, and she's upset that Van didn't tell her sooner, but sooner, but Van's like, we don't we don't know each other. Why would I tell you? Like we're not in each other's lives anymore. And before they can continue this conversation, um, Misty interrupts them and brings them, you know, to the rest of the group. It's just it's so evident that there's so many feelings and so much love that still exists between the two of them.
0: Yeah. In the in the past, in the past, Van when she's talking to Thaisa, she's kind of saying, Okay, I survived all these things. And uh, what is my purpose now? Or I can't remember exactly what words she uses, but she doesn't. She's trying to figure out. Okay, what it, is my purpose in all of this? Um, but that's we don't know what it is yet. In the past, in this present, it's kind of interesting that she's the one who brings the alcohol in, because that really not only did that has she already not only has she already opened up tie th- to get to the point where Ty could get here and do this um, and be vulnerable like she's being. But also she has the alcohol that they all connect in this moment or for a moment, at least, of this episode. And they all really do open up to each other. So there's something about Van that definitely opens people up, but I think that could be a purpose of hers
2: yeah van is just a good light time. you know she is loving and support- loving and supportive when she needs to be, and she is funny and entertaining when she needs to be. She's just a good person to have around with natalie um when everyone is checking in, she says that they all need to be dealing with the dark shit that they brought back with them. Nat is still acknowledging this darkness and acknowledging that they've all been ignoring it. And she says, we can't keep doing this anymore. Um, And yeah, like we were saying, uh, Natalie seems to be really on board with what Lottie has going on here now. Um, She she doesn't drink or party with the others. She's taking it seriously and she wants them to take it seriously.
1: I'm just... Like I said, I'm surprised that she's so gung-ho. So it makes me wonder if she's just playing the long card here. um, Or if this is the first time she really feels like, okay, I can actually look at those dark times now and heal from it because everybody's here and they all have some dark shit. And she's, she's seeing it all. She's seeing that they're all connected. So is it like, you know, really clicking for her? Or is she just still trying to destroy Lottie. Like, I can't quite tell. But um, I thought it was interesting. I like that she, even when they kind of convinced her, like, you know, you can't tell us not to drink. You used to party harder than everybody. And she's, like, just kind of disappointed. Is like, okay, so she relaxes a little. But she still doesn't drink. Yeah, I, too,
2: wonder. Because the performance is so interesting you know she's so open and her her eyes are so open and like she's like childlike almost like she just wants to heal and embrace healing and she wants the others to do it too But I don't there's also a little part of me that does think she is playing the long game here so the note that I have about Natalie could go either
0: way because um What I I wrote was that um, Natalie telling everyone that the cult is helpful or helping probably has the biggest influence on the group coming together because Natalie has been the biggest non-believer in the past. So I think it did need to be Natalie to be the one to convince everyone. So I feel like that's significant in some way, either in the sense that she is playing the long game, and that's why she decides to be such a quote unquote believer um or if it is genuine and that shocks everybody, you know, and that's what gets them. I
2: do think it's I do think it's a more compelling story if Natalie is fully invested and taking this seriously. And something that Lottie does, like choosing to sacrifice Lisa or somebody, probably Lisa, because they have been spending the season developing this friendship between Natalie and Lisa, and Natalie's not going to agree with what Lottie wants to do, and that's going to be where the turn comes from. Um, So, you know, L- Natalie finally finds something to have faith in and to heal her, and then it turns on her in a way that hurts her, which will force her to turn on Lottie again. And then with Lottie, we finally see that our theories are correct. The therapist was fake. (laughs) This takes us back to the first episode of the season when we were looking at the idea that they were all at their freest and their most primal selves. You know, she's having this conversation with her therapist about being free and authentic and you know the very first episode the song that plays is 17 by sharon von eden and the lyrics are i used to be free i used to be 17 so they're bringing up that idea of, th- of freeness and authenticity again um the, the florence
0: yeah. and the machine song is called free as well or freedom or something like that
2: yeah the, the one that comes yeah. on when they're yeah a they show. also have the florence song. So it's a real a real theme, too, with them, especially with Lottie. And then we get that that scary shot of the antler queen as as Lottie starts to kind of catch on to what's going on here, Um, because she's like, but we hurt people because the therapist is encouraging her to go back to those tactics and to embrace that version of themselves. But and Lottie says, but we hurt people out there. And then it turns into the antler queen and says, Does a hunt that has no violence feed anyone? And then there's a knock at the door and that brings Lottie back and she finally realizes that the therapist is fake and it was all in her head.
1: Oh, 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 oh. So
0: then that makes me question, okay, are her visions going to help her or are they really working against are they is it or are they dark basically? Are they gonna cause violence
2: exactly so that's what i think is going to lead to natalie's turn is Lottie's going to use this information and do something (laughs) that upsets natalie and causes natalie to to break and not uh follow her anymore just when it was like starting to heal her (laughs) she has to come
1: crashing back down i just just feel like her therapist and all the things her visions and everything that's what was driving to get them all back together. They're all trying to it's like back to what we we're saying was all driving them back together in the first place. If she just stops listening to that, then like are you saying that like Natalie would be the controller like in the woo woo stuff? Or you're saying like like I I'm confused <sighs> Just with the Natalie and Lottie stuff, I get really, like, I don't understand the dynamic, I guess, sometimes. And so now that she – because the minute after her therapist was done, she went out there and was like, everybody should leave. I think we all need to leave. So she's, like, afraid of it.
2: No, I don't think Natalie is going to take charge or control or anything like that. Um, Is that what you were asking? Kind of.
1: Yeah, I wasn't sure what you meant by Natalie – like what what were you saying about Natalie like turning on her for, because I role? think that
2: Lottie is going to go too far. I think that Natalie oh, okay. is embracing the healing factors of this community that Lottie has formed. Yeah. But when Lottie is when and if Lottie resorts back to those old tactics that they used in the wilderness, Natalie's going to come back down to earth and Save whoever Lottie decides wow. they need to sacrifice for it, because got it, it wants it. blood.
1: God, okay, okay,
2: got it. Like maybe it's healing Van, right? They want Van to live, and right. so
1: it makes him like huge sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying is gonna happen. Yeah, something like that. So that makes sense. Okay, I see what you're saying now. Yeah,
2: yeah. Back in the 1996 timeline. We have quite a, a big day for Ben. <laughs> um, Paul, he's, you know, he's he's seeing Paul now fully in the cabin with Ben. And Paul gets a call and says that Ben can't stay there anymore. It's not his hiding place. He says, where do you think you are, Ben? And then he puts on the plaid jacket that the others have been wearing and um, he says, you aren't welcome here anymore. It's time. I love you. We all love you, Ben. And then he goes outside. Ben follows him out and he screams Paul's name. It startles Van and Thaisa. And they have him framed where he's in front of the antlers. They're behind his head. And we've been seeing a lot of Ben framed by the antlers in the last couple of episodes. And we see this look across his face. This is the decision this is where Ben makes the decision that it's time to kill himself. He shaves his face so he looks his best when he dies. And he takes, you know, the opportunity of them looking for Crystal as his way to
1: go off himself. The wording that Paul used and stuff like that, like, I'm just very interested to see how they how this unfolds. Because he also, he said he isn't ready. Like, when he answered the phone, he told them he isn't ready and... Ben's like, who is that? Who is that? And it just, it's so, it reminds me so much of when you have dreams or you're in hallucination states and you can like go to different places if you believe in all that stuff. But like things that have happened to me like that in dream states, more of like deep, deep, deep dreams. um, I'm sure there's more of a professional like term for it, but there's always like that phone call, like that thing that calls or that lets that, whoever it is hosting you, that so you're very being much hosted. You're never there alone. You have a guide and they pretty much tell you your time's up and you're getting kicked out and you have to go back. And like, it's like that reality of going back to your timeline and it like sucks and it sucks hard. And sometimes it likes, physically hurts (laughs) like you were really just felt like you spent months and months somewhere and then all of a sudden you wake up and you're in your bed you know in this timeline (laughs) and it's just it's heartbreaking and it's confusing and you don't you don't understand it and so I I feel like they portrayed that very very well if like that's what they're going for because I would that's what it personally reminded me of I thought they did a great great job of that (laughs)
0: I think he already, I think he was already suicidal, and so um, having this vision of Paul basically rejecting him, I think is giving him maybe the fuel he needs to finally do it, but then he doesn't do it. So I don't know what's going on. I actually feel like I don't really like Ben's character or I don't quite understand what the purpose of his character is and how he ties in with this bigger story. Like what is this giving us? I don't know if you have any thoughts on
2: on it. That's what I'm waiting to find out is, is what is next for Ben. Um, a lot of people think Ben is the next meal. Um, Which I think would be pretty lame for him to come back from the brink of suicide Mm. only to die and be eaten. Um, I loved, you know, Misty here doing her darndest to keep him from jumping off the cliff. You know, she tries every tactic under the sun and eventually it's Misty breaking down and, and saying, I can't have another death on my hands. Please Ben, please don't do this. And he, he looks at her and he realizes like, Oh, this is still a kid. I'm still an adult. There are still ways that I'm needed here. And that's what takes him back from this suicide attempt. Um, I very much think that something is going to happen with Ben and Javi. Um, like I said, we have Paul wearing the jacket. And then later on in the episode, there's a shot of Javi wearing the jacket. And and maybe it's like a far fetched long shot, but the stylist did an interview and she said that that jacket is a very important plot element. Um, We also see Lottie in that jacket. We see a lot of them wearing it. Um, So I I wonder if it has something to do with like Cabin Daddy or some something. um, I'm not I'm not sure, (laughs) but I still I still don't think that death is what's next for ben. um i wonder if javi is going to take him to the others. so while everyone is continuing to clean up after the blizzard, misty overhears mari, akila and jen talking about her. akila and jen are praising how well misty handled the birth, which is kind of weird to me since misty was a mess for most of it. um it it feels very much like when misty overheard them talking about her and that led to her destroying the black box. But then Mari says she's pretty sure Misty did something to Crystal. Uh, this finally puts all those Crystal isn't real theories to bed. Um, after overhearing this, Misty gathers everyone so she can cover her tracks and get everyone to go look for Crystal. Here, here we see um, Misty being her lovely actor self in this again, putting on a really good dramatic performance for them. They have a really interesting conversation here about how the wilderness works. Lottie says, and doesn't trade or haggle, it hears us. She says, it gave us what we wanted, Shauna lived, and maybe it will do the same thing for Crystal. And they all join hands, and even Ben joins hands with them, and then they do their prayer. And this is a scene, what I was talking about, where Javi is wearing the jacket. Um, He doesn't join the prayer, though. He's just sitting off to the side. Misty overhears Jen and Jessica talking about eating Crystal and is even more determined to find Crystal so that the others can't eat her. While they're all out looking for Crystal, Misty is yelling the loudest. And then she fake cries to Aquila and Lottie about how it's all just too much for her and she's afraid they're going to find her looking like Jackie. And then they send her off, you know, to go rest and whatever because it's too much for her. And then Crystal uh, and then Misty goes off because she is determined to save Crystal from being eaten. But, but, but she can't find Crystal. Um, So where is Crystal? Did she not dig far enough? Did somebody else
1: take Crystal? Like, what happened to Crystal? I'm so confused by that. I feel like... I feel like somebody had to take her. If they had to make that clear. They wouldn't have made it to where she just wasn't looking in the right spot, right? Like, it had to be... Somebody took her, but is she... They they took her and she's alive or they took her and she's dead she has to be dead she looks pretty dead right like i'm confused by everything yeah
2: okay she's definitely dead so this is what's really interesting there's something going on with the cliff side um the at this cliff is where Crystal Dies. It's where Dark Tie keeps leading Thaisa or it's where the it's where the man with no eyes leads sleepwalking Thaisa. It's where Ben goes to die. And it looks just like the picture that Javi drew and gave to Ben about the others. So I'm wondering if this is close to the entrance of these underground caves or these this other society that is possibly existing without anyone's knowledge and maybe they took crystal or maybe missy just didn't dig deep enough because there was that much yeah yeah true this should be a lot of snow this is where she climbs back up to find ben um trying to kill himself like like i was saying she tries every tactic she says she's gonna eat his high calorie butt meat she's gonna out him as gay she's gonna say that he's the one who got shauna pregnant and then he tried to get uh, them all pregnant and what worked was when she was just honest, which is what always seems to finally work with Misty is when she's just honest and she stops trying to put on a show and be just be Misty. <laughs> so with Lottie, um, while looking for Crystal, Lottie talks to Thais. This is what I was talking about about um the parallels with past Thaisa, future Thais, um Lottie talks to Taisa at the sacrifice tree stump. She thinks that Taisa is the one who can find Crystal since she found Javi. Um, and then Taisa says the other her is gone because she doesn't sleepwalk anymore. Lottie says she's not gone, and that's a good thing. Jen and Melissa have a little chat about how it wouldn't be the worst thing if Crystal is not found alive because they're hungry.
1: But they really do hope that she's
0: found
1: <laughs> alive. Well, I kind of... I kind of like that, how it went there instantly. Like, they're pretty much just like, you know, Misty probably did something, but even if she did, if she is dead, I mean, can't we eat her? Yeah, well, I think that's the thing with, you know, and that's the only, my main note with Lottie at the end, too, is like, why? Why I can't think of any other reason why they didn't stop Shauna from beating her ass so much. It's like were they just like, oh, well, that's gonna be dinner. Like we have this really
2: sad and short scene with Shauna. Um, she goes into the meat shed to try to talk to Jackie. Um, she's just begging Jackie, Jackie, please. Um, and you know she doesn't show up, and and Shauna just breaks down into these gut wrenching, painful sobs, and it's fucking heartbreaking for shauna
1: um yeah that was sad as fuck i mean like yeah yeah i don't know that was that was pretty i felt bad for shauna just as, like uh past shauna the most in this episode she buried her baby and then tries to go see the one place she was seeing her dead friend and you know of course she's not there anymore and uh she's having a hard ass time
2: It's almost like she, like, it's like, maybe, maybe what all the supernatural wilderness spirit stuff is real. I need, if it's real, I need Jackie. And that's why she goes back, you know? Like, she tries to allow herself to believe for just a second because she wants to see Jackie so bad. Yeah. It's sad. It's heartbreaking. And then the episode ends with, um, them all really, the, the past and the present really overlap here, um. Natalie brings them all together to talk about their experiences with their individual therapies, or at least she tries to, but it, it you know, it turns into a party because Van sneaks in the booze and, um, they're all just, you know, they're, they're cute and they're having fun and they're acting like teenagers. Shauna says, I lost my goat, but I found him again. I love drunk Shauna. Um And yeah, Lottie comes, comes to them. She's super shaken up. She tries to get them to go home, but then they're like, no, come on, Lottie. We're all together. And they they sit in a circle and they have girl talk. Natalie asks Misty about Walter again. And this is where we see Misty totally stretches the truth. You know, when you know, you know. And Van says, but does he know? (laughs) Oh, I love that part. I love it. They talk about how Nat slept with Kevin Tan Sean is like, I already knew that I want new gossip. And then Natalie says, well, Misty Watch asked her about it. Um, and uh, Van, Van goes off and Taisa tries to talk to her again. She's like, oh, you know, I know a specialist from John Hopkins and, and Van doesn't want to talk about it. And then the song Lightning Crashes comes on and it starts to snow and they all dance around the campfire as we're cutting back and forth between the past and the present. And so in the past, Shauna comes back in from the, the shed. All of the people who are a part of Lottie's, you know, belief system, they're, they're sitting around the fire holding hands. And when Shauna comes inside, they all stop holding hands. They pull apart from each other. Misty gets up and starts humming lightning crashes. And that's what sets Shauna off. She's where did you hear that song? And she punches her in the face and then she punches Lottie in the face. And Lottie puts her hands behind her back and she says, let that pain out. And she just allows Shauna to take out all of her pain and anger on Lottie. And she beats the ever loving shit out of her. And it's insane that everybody just stood around yeah. and watched her completely transfixed. Nobody tried to stop it. And I can't understand how Travis didn't come and stop her taisa didn't stop her natalie didn't stop her nobody stopped her like seeing how close to death lottie is and nobody stepped in to
1: stop her i was amazed i was really amazed how far they let it go and the only thing that i can think of is that they were like oh well maybe we can eat her next like they're that hungry you know they're just like
0: i feel like there was an aspect of like self-sacrifice in this scene um, that makes me, I don't know if it has to do with blood sacrifice, but it kind of does make me feel like Lottie might be the one to sacrifice herself in the present scene. Because she does also keep finding blood, like she found blood on the bee honeycomb thing, which is like the queen maybe has to die um. or sacrifice herself. So that's, that's the thing that came to mind for that scene.
2: So then, uh, back in the present, they're all dancing around the fire pit, having a good old time. And somebody comes to get Shauna, um, because she has, there's somebody on the phone for her and it's Jeff. Um, and he very tactfully tells her that they found Adam's body. Remain. Something that I something that, (laughs) something that, uh really stood out here is the first thing shauna asks when she takes the phone is if callie is okay um and yeah and then adam says they and then and then jeff says that they found adam's body you know that guy that you uh rear-ended uh
1: (laughs) some really sad news he's a he's a dead (laughs) oh my gosh he was like, they found his uh, re- no, his his remains. <laughs> <laughs> the way he talks is just so cr- oh, so cringe.
2: I love him. Na 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 therapy with Abby.
0: So I wanted to ask you both um, what treatment you would choose between self care where you care for another living being um guidance where you have to go into a dark tank to be with yourself um forage which i think is almost maybe medicinal like um medicine
2: which is interesting that Vance is the one who got forage
0: yes exactly yes i'll say more about that um and then renewal um which is basically painting a cabin with a little, uh, what is it? I'm forgetting. That was she a makeup brush, with? according to Thaisa. Okay, okay. so She's renewal, done. where you paint a cabin with a makeup brush. I think it's kind of like you need to slow down. That's that's how I read it because I know Thaisa wow. really needed to slow down.
1: Wow! But what would you what would you choose, Allie? Out okay, of those so four? And why? Choosing based on the names, I would have chose the self-care one. And been fine with that. And been cool take care of a goat. Cool, cool, cool. Um, but after seeing the episode, I would have wanted to do the one that Missy had. What was it? Guidance. Just because I like to see if I'm going to get visions or, or whatnot. That would be fun, I think. But also just be very boring and make me big. Be- really claustrophobic so I don't know mine
2: is exactly the opposite of yours Allie (laughs) I would have based on the names I would have chosen guidance but if I knew what they were I would have chosen self-care so yeah
0: that that does
1: sound about right that sounds so so
0: (laughs) Shauna picked
2: self-care
0: um which as a mom I think was a natural choice for her to make because um I think any mom would be like, yes, self-care. I want that one. But what was interesting was that she actually had to take care of something. Um, So take care of the goat. So I think that was perfect for her to um, receive um, that lesson um, of um, your kid's care is entwined with your own. Um, and being able to actually both bond with the goat and also let the goat um, almost go in some ways or be on its own. Um, you don't need she didn't need to provide constant vigilance to this goat, but she was responsible for its um, livelihood. Um, so I did think she needed to learn that lesson through that process. Um and that helped her see just how much she was afraid of bonding with Callie and for what reason. Um Misty um chose guidance um which I think it's interesting that she spent a lot of this episode avoiding um so it, um it does seem like she uh has a fear of what other people think of her because of the bullying she's been through, um, and um, the social challenges she still faced um, in the wilderness and as an adult. So I do think it's perfect that she picked a treatment where um, you have to really be only with yourself, only face and listen to your inner, um, your inner voice, um, which is for her, actually really active. Um, So, um, it almost seems like her inner voice um, kind of brought back an aspect of Crystal, like this musical element, which is also something that Walter enjoys. So, um, That's sad. Yeah, it is sad. So, um, it's hard to say if Uh, Misty's inner voice is guiding her in the right direction I'd like to think that it is but we still (laughs) we'll have to see Um, Van um, picked Forage so Van picked Forage uh, which they actually don't show her doing anything um, and so it's kind of unclear what task she was actually given but I'm reading into it a little bit Because she does say she foraged in her car. She um, (laughs) picked um, alcohol out. So I do think what uh, Van is needing is um, kind of medicinal. And if you think of foraging in the kind of uh, forest for medicinal plants or elements, um, maybe not just what she needed and what she needs right now being sick. Um, there's no treatment, you know, uh, for cancer, um, no good treatment, um, nothing that can save her. Um, so maybe it's something that she needs. She needs some kind of healing or medicine and others do as well. Um, and because she opens people up by introducing alcohol, introduces, uh, or opens up the yellow jackets to each other by introducing the alcohol, I do think that plays a very important role, um, in what her purpose is, um, in this, um, present timeline. Um, and then, uh, Thaisa picks Renewal, um, and maybe Thaisa picks this because she wants to shed this past self, or this, um, Dark, you know the this other personality of hers. So it's interesting she learns that maybe she's actually repressing this side of herself. But um, I do think that Thaisa does need to slow, slow down. Um, and uh, in in the present timeline, you know she's a success driven person. She um, almost maybe is burnt out, um, and people with sleep problems generally um, are overly stressed, burnt out. Um, So I do think that um, this is what Thaisa
2: needs as well. Um, She's also like that in the past, though, you know, she always has this urgency about her and always wants to be taking action. She's the one who suggests that they move to the lake. And she's the one who suggests that uh, they go looking for a way out um, when she goes off to to find if they can get out of there um, and leads the group. So she's always sort of had this uh, inability to sit still.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. So she needs to slow down and to not repress and to open up don't we all oh yes we do
2: (laughs) and that was season two episode seven of yellow jackets thanks for listening guys we'll be back next week with episode eight which is supposed to be the bonkers one and we can't wait buzz buzz